0: Welcome, everyone, to the Directed IRA Podcast. This is Matt Sorensen, joined by the great, powerful, the amazing Mark J. Kohler. Wow. Thank you. Last, last time I got crap for not introducing him with enough, you know, pizzazz. Well, yeah. Well, what did you say? Our guest. I thought I was like, I thought I was co-host level. <laughs> this but, bozo over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think his name's Mark. He, he rolled in.
1: He rolled in. <laughs> is that with the or seat? Yeah, know? it is. Well, hey. <laughs> it's Open Forum weekend. Yeah, baby. I mean, this open is forum. it.
0: I'm excited. We got lots of questions in here. Of course, remember, you can always throw in your questions at directedira.com slash podcast. We'll be pulling some from there, from social media. This is where we're answering your questions about self-directing your IRA, retirement plan rules, building wealth. We all try to hit that within these topics. Um, We got a good mix of stuff in here from using a 401k, IRA, LLC, gifting money I got in here the new uh, bill that passed at the end of the year and still setting up a solo K for 2022. We got a question on that. So I, I've got a good question. Oh, I mean, you know, and you know, I'm going to be transparent here for all of you
1: listeners. I, um, Matt and I have such, I mean, probably 80% same skill sets, but we, we have our areas of specialty and um, it's fun. Like we, we've got our sister podcast, the main street business podcast. For those of you that haven't checked it out, please get over there. It's for any business owner, or investor, uh, general financial tax legal principles as a main street business owner in America, um, but uh, I'll throw things down on that show, and Matt's like, "Huh, I didn't know that." And I come to this show, and I'm like, "Huh, I didn't know that." And I and I like Matt. I got a question today. He's like, "You do?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. I mean, so we're we're you know, if you think you know it all, I I can't imagine someone that could be that. Ostentatious because I I try to follow all the experts out there and I'm still learning.
0: Yeah, so there's so much. Yeah, me too. And on some of these questions, every once in a while, I got to look them up. Um, and I'll be honest, it's like my own book is on my desk. <laughs> I was going to say, I know, like, what was that rule? There's so yeah. much, you know. Yeah. So, um, can but, I start with my question? Okay, let's go.
1: Is that okay? Yeah, let's do I, it. I guess I get special treatment since I'm yeah. You know, Co-host.
0: Yeah. Today. You get, yeah. Yeah, illustrious
1: okay. or whatever you said. Yeah. Great and All powerful. powerful. Great and powerful. Yeah. Okay. Did so. you like that? Yeah. I loved it. I loved I it. Trying great to pump and powerful. You up. Yeah. Little Wizard of Oz <laughs> reference. I love that. Um, okay. So many of you know, well, some of you might know about this weird rule called RMDs. That's required minimum distributions. Now, if you're under age 50, you have no concept what these are. If you're over age 50, you're like, oh. Mm, someday the government's going to make me take withdrawals from my retirement account, even though I may not want to, because basically the government wants to tax your retirement account before you die. They don't want you to die with money in your retirement account. So they've rec- they've created this RMD scheme um, and sequence. Now, in the last couple of years, the government's pushed the dates out. People are living longer. They'll like, okay, you can go. It used to be 70 and a half. Now it's 71, 72, whatever. I don't even know what the rules are, but it, it's getting pushed out. So, um, if you have a Roth IRA, there's no such thing as an RMD. You can just take money when you want. It's tax free anyway. The government's like, man, we already mm-hmm. took our bite at the apple when you contributed or converted, so we're done. So, we love Roths, hence. So, but some people have to take these RMDs. And I had a question from a client this week. And I was like, Ugh, I don't know the exact rule. So, Matt, can you help us out? The question is, mm-hmm. can I take my required minimum distribution? And if any of you are in this situation or your mom or dad is, you can go to just Google it. RMD calculator. They're all over. yeah. Um, and you can get a calculator, plug in their age and how much is in their all of their IRAs. It's not per account. It's the totality of all of their traditional IRAs. You plug that in and it tells you how much you got to take by when every year. The thing I've heard is you can say, well, I don't want to get taxed on that. I'm just going to kick that RMD Mm -hmm. amount directly from my IRA Mm -hmm. to a qualified charity. That way I'm not taxed on it. And if I'm going to give money to charity anyway, hell, I might as well just Use my RMD to do it. Is that possible? And what's the rule?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's weird. I just did one yesterday for a client. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that's cool. Uh, went to, went to his church. It was an account owner here. Went to a church, um, and but the rule is so you can do it up to one hundred thousand dollars of your RMD, but it's got to go from the IRA directly. One hundred thousand in one year or one, life? One year. One year. Okay. Yeah, now this can be to different different places. So you can send it to different places, but you got a hundred thousand dollar total limit okay. for what you can send. Um, now, when this goes out, though, you, one mistake we've seen people make is they take the they take the distribution and then they go give it to a charity. No, 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 it's got to go directly from the mm-hmm. IRA. So, like, we actually cut the check to the church. Okay. You know, it's going out of the account, and then we code that out on the account as satisfying RMD, but it's not a taxable distribution to you. So when you get your 1099, it comes out as a qualified charitable deduction. It's not taxable income to you. Hmm. And you know, now Pretty you, cool. and so, you know, well, I, okay. You did a little well. more deeper question. Yeah.
1: So if their name is not on the actual distribution, it's going straight to the charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're signing off on that. Do you get credit up in heaven on that? I mean, do you, I mean, partial
0: credit, it's kind of like an assist, you know, it's like in the stats of heaven, there's like an assist. Yeah. So when you're going up, when you're
1: going up the escalator, like, Hey, I took some assists yeah, here.
0: Yeah. We didn't get like points for it, but we yeah, were, like yeah. scoring, you know, because it's an assist. Yeah.
1: All right. Oh, cool. Okay. Now yeah. I, I've told many people before, I mean, you really want Peter at the top of the escalator. He was a business owner. He was a fisherman. He gets it. You know, he <laughs> wants you not to pay taxes. I'm sure he was writing off his boat, his nets. I mean, he was, he's one of a, he was a main street business owner. He really was. Yeah, I Matt hates. Don't this, get into this. I know, but Matthew <laughs> so, was the tax collector. I, I, you know, I. I'm just saying, you know. So I knew where Be, you were going there. <laughs> 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 All right,
0: RMDs to charity, love it. Okay, yeah. your question next. What do you got? All right, now one thing I was going to say just on those qualified charitable distributions too is. Um, uh, You've, you've have to, some, some people do it before they hit RMD age because they're, they're 59 and a half, so they can take money out, but, uh, but they're not at the RMD age yet. It doesn't work. You So if you're 65 and you're like, well, that makes sense. I want to take a distribution from my IRA because I'm going to pay tithing to my church. Or I'm supporting this charity, whatever
1: school, whatever. Yeah.
0: It, you can take the distribution and still make the regular charitable contribution. You got to itemize, oh. your services, all that stuff. But only in, when you're, Hit that 73, 72, you know, right now where we're at. But um, 73 now for 2023. I don't know. Man, you know, I'll look that up while you're next handling year, next yeah. question. Anyways. Oh, so you this... have to be in RMD for this to work. Age. Oh,
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. So if you're over 59 and a half, you've got this 10, 15, 12 year window where it doesn't yeah, work. Right. But once you RMD, then you can go straight to the charity.
0: Exactly. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, okay. This is a question from YouTube, from RJ. He said, what's your interpretation of Secure 2.0, section 317? <laughs> what is he, an engineer? Holy hell. Uh, is this RJ? What's his name? BJ.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm impressed. Can, okay.
0: So now I know the question he's asking. I don't know the exact code section. So he says, can a solo K be set up before April 18th, 2023 for the 2022 tax year? And will it allow employee pre-tax deferrals or does it apply next year? Okay, now in the the bill that passed, Secure 2.0 was part of the budget bill that passed at the end of the year. It was this great gift from Congress because um, it had a lot of good stuff in it. But they allowed solo case to still be set up in 2023 where you can count 2022 employer contributions, no matter what type of company you are, and employee contributions only for sole proprietors. So what that means RJ is sitting right now in April of 2023, you if you're a sole proprietor, you can still set up a solo 401k. It can and you can make 2022 contributions. Now for sole proprietors, that's up until the tax return deadline plus extensions. So if you extend your April return into October, you actually have until October to set up the solo K and contribute. Now S corporations that doesn't work. Your W two was done. The code actually the code specified sole props actually buying extra time for employee. So S corps or C corps even. You can still do a solo 401k for 2022 and do 2022 contributions, but only the employer contributions. You can't do the employee contribution part. Um, Anyone who's self-employed, small business owner with no employees that's looking for the right retirement account to save for retirement, you need to be using a solo 401k. Number one, self-employment, retirement plan, solo 401k. I wish I could have it, but we got employees.
1: Okay, I've got an RMD uh, follow-up. Answer. Uh this is interesting. We're kinda in a weird stage too because the government's trying to extend the normal RMD year uh age so that um and, and when that happens, there's always kind of a little stutter step. So the rule is now if you reached age seventy-two in twenty twenty two, for some of you that might have parents that are seventy-two or older, they were required or you must take your first RMD by April first, which is already passed and the second RMD by December 31st this year. If you reach age 72 in 2023, your first RMD for 2024, the year you turn 73, is due by April 25th. I mean, April 1st of 2025. Let me say, April 1st of 2025. So we're kind of in this little year, this weird year where there's a stutter step. So if you turn 72 this year, Your RMD is actually not required until April 1st of 25. So, Kind of, a, you know, yeah. for those that are older, this is the theory that, you know, 72 is the new 62.
0: Yeah. We're living longer, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Which is nice that you don't yeah. have to get hit with RMD until you need to let that money stay invested. Um, mm-hmm. And people are, of course, living and working longer. All right. Okay. You Next
1: question. You take it. I'll, I'm going to keep researching okay. over here.
0: This one was from Elsie. She asks, I have two full-time jobs that have a Roth 401k. Can I contribute the maximum of 225 dollars to each, oh, or am ble- I limited to 25 dollars total? Oh, bless her heart. I also <laughs> have a side business, S-Corp LLC. Can I contribute to a simple IRA, SEP, or solo 401k in addition to the Roth 401k contributions? Okay, LC, I love it. You've got three jobs. You've got a side hustle what a hard business worker. with income, and you've got two full-time jobs. I have only on the one client that had three full-time jobs. This is, of course – you know, with remote work and such, you can get away with such things. I'm not going to make place any judgment on anyone here. You know, he had three mm-hmm. full-time jobs <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> and lots yeah. of tax problems from it. Um, but, but you know, three, three incomes, good for him. Okay, Elsie. So employee contributions, this is, gets tricky, and this is where the confusion is. Employee contributions are 22,500. By the way, that's the number for 2023, 22,500. That's what you can put in as an employee, um, but that is period. You could have five jobs with 401Ks, solo 401K. Okay. It's 225. But the employer contribution or sometimes profit-sharing parts that get you up to 66000 which could be another 40000 plus on top of this, those actually um, do not cap out. So you can be duplicating those. Now, with the two full-time jobs, I presume these are jobs at other other businesses – you're not, that's not going to happen, right? They're not going to put money in unless you put in, put money in. So what I would recommend in your situation is put as much money in, in both 401ks at those two places where you get the match and then stop there. If you've got this side hustle, then do the solo. k. If you have any employee contributions left, do that and then load as many employer contributions and profit sharing contributions in the solo k as you can get away with. Depends on what you're making in your side hustle, but that's how you're going to be able to maximize that. And that's a lease. That's Elsie, Elsie. Sorry, Elsie. I don't have my glasses
1: on, so I'm like guessing here. Elsie, I want to say something else too, and this is important for everybody. Please listen. If you're multitasking, driving, focus on this point for a minute. I, I just had an, a ting of emotion. I don't want to cry here on the podcast. You really have no idea how many clients we meet with that are over age 50 that are scared to death. They're like, I wish I started saving when I had the two jobs or the three jobs, or when I was in my twenties or thirties or forties, and they're now starting to catch on to the fact that they don't want to work their asses off the rest of their life. You young people, please, please take this to heart and start saving, quit buying the freaking BMWs and the Mercedes and the big mufflers and the traveling here. I just, I was at shell today, filling up with gas on my way here to, this, mm-hmm. to the studio and the ad that was running, you know, the little TVs that are at the gas station now, one of them said, take your tax refund, three epic trips to spend your tax refund. I'm like, seriously, why don't three epic ways to save your tax refund? And they had trips to Mexico and San Diego and wherever. And I was like, our society is so jacked up on this. So I want to say, Elsie, God bless you. You need to, all of you listen to this, take your tax refund, take any extra money that you're making in your side hustle, your extra job, and put it away for the future. Elsie, there's other ways to do this. You've got to meet with one of our tax attorneys, make an appointment for one freaking hour. We will save you 10 to a hundred times, whatever it costs to meet with one of our attorneys. They can design the Backdoor Roth 401k, the double down on the Roth, the HSA, the. do you have kids? Are you married? There are so many. I may even have you gift money to your mom and fund her Roth because when she dies, you're going to get it. There are so many ways to backdoor into a Roth IRA. So when you're over age 50, you're going out to eat where you want, you're traveling where you want, and you're not scared to death. People, this is serious. So Elsie, I just, I love what her question was. So, so All responsible. Right. Amen. Amen. Amen well said. Okay, What's I got a got? question here. All right. Um uh there's a new law, a new law in town. Okay. Br- it's a new there's sheriff. A new but, sheriff in town. <laughs> it's it, the new sheriff is called the 529 and under Secure Act, again this weird crazy stupid act from last year.
0: It was good. Don't call it stupid. Well, It, it I'm gave sorry. us a lot of things it gave us Roth contributions. It did, it did I'm sorry. And employer lots of good things.
1: There was just it was jacked up with all this environmental, you know. Electric energy stuff that was really, which I love. I mean, I love the some of the energy aspects of it, but it didn't affect us human beings on Main Street. It was for big corporations and all that. Sorry, little,
0: okay,
1: <sighs> a little Tired. vent there. Okay. Oh, a little yeah. tirade. But here's the thing: five twenty nine accounts for any of you mm. with parents. <laughs> <laughs> for, for any of you, you out there that are parents, or you, your parents gave you a five twenty nine plan, you might not spend it all on college. And so as the, our infinite uh, with wisdom uh, legislators decided, they said, well, what happens if you <laughs> have a generous. five, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that was very generous. generous, right? If you have a 529 account, what the hell do I do it with when I turn 30 and I don't spend it on college? Well, starting in 2024, you can start rolling it into a Roth IRA. So um, there's a couple of rules to be aware of. I just wanted to highlight these quickly is that you have to, um, there's a lifetime limit yeah. of $35,000, but instead of taking money out of your own pocket to fund your Roth and you got this five twenty-nine just languishing there and you're done with college and you don't want to change the beneficiary. If you open an account in the name of the beneficiary, a Roth account, you can transfer up to 35 grand lifetime. Now, you still have the annual limit that right now is 6500 So theoretically, you're looking at about five years to pump that money into the Roth. But at least that's better than pulling the money out of the 529 for non-college expenses. Because if you pull it out of non, for non-college expenses, you pay tax on it. Now, here's the trick. Here's the strategy. If you're a parent with a 529 loaded up for one of your kids, and your kid's like, I'm done. I'm not going on to graduate school. And there's 50 grand sitting there or 100 grand sitting there. Take leave the amount of about 35 grand in there and take the rest and peel it off into a new 529 with a beneficiary that might be your grandchild or a niece or a nephew. Let that money ride for them, take the 35. And just start pumping it into the Roth of your child that's now got a day job, and there may not be saving. They've got a new job, a new occupation, a new home, kids. They're they're stressed out. So use that five twenty nine to kind of kickstart their Roth. So I think this is it. Really doesn't again take effect until twenty four. There's some other rules. um, The 529 needed to be around for at least 15 years and this, that, and another. So you've got time. There's some strategy here. And I think it's a huge tax uh, planning opportunity. So just plant that seed Mm -hmm. for you parents out there with a
0: 529. Yeah, that's cool. Um, All right. defined benefit plan. I got a question from Neil. Says, love the pod. My CPA is recommending that I look into starting a defined benefit plan for my solo S corporation. My business is currently 1.5 to 3 million top line and about 500K bottom line annually. I presume that means net. I'm already maxing out my 401k with a company match. I also work a corporate job making 140K. The current recommendation is that I put in 100K per year in the DB plan with the minimum contribution timeframe of five years. Do you recommend DB plans? If not, why? Thanks. All right. Now, I like where you're going, actually. You got pretty great income. You're already maxing out the 401k and taking advantage of where that is in the company match Um, and throwing an extra 100k a year into a DB plan. I love it. Now, let me explain what the heck that is for everyone else, a defined benefit plan. DB. It's basically a pension plan where you don't put in a contribution amount. See, a 401k is a defined contribution plan where you define the contribution amount that you can put in every year. An IRA is really defined contribution too because it's 6,500 a year, right? A, a defined benefit plan, pension plan, is you define the benefit you want on the way out when you retire. You work backwards. Yeah, you work backwards. And they're going to look at, well, what's your age? Okay, Someone who's 50 is going to put in a lot more into a DB plan than someone who's 30 because they, they need a lot more money. Or though, gets, gets to, to get put get in more. Benefit. Yeah, gets to. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but also needs to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, So that's the way that the DB plan works. Now, I love it in your scenario because you say solo S-Corp. If it's just you in there, you don't got to worry about employees. Where the DB plan gets a little clunky is if you got employees. Now, the classic one we see a lot of clients do is the doctor. The 50-year-old doctor with a staff of 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds who will do a DB plan. But the rules are if you're making these super generous contributions for you to provide this great benefit to you when you retire, you got to – do this, a similar thing for your rank Mm -hmm. and file employees. And so the DB plan can be a little clunky. If you have employees, it's not that popular for companies with larger employees, but we've seen it with some, with kind of the older business owner, younger staff, or easier your situation, Neil, high income earner here looking to sock more away, already getting the match out of a company 401k. I love it. I would do it. And by the Mm -hmm. way, we can do custodial accounts for these at directed IRA, directed trust company, if you want to self-direct it. Because a lot of places where people put these mon- their money here is just going to go on a brokerage account, which you can do. But if you want to self-direct any of it, we do custodial accounts at directed form.
1: I love it. I agree with everything you said. And a couple points for everybody out there. First point, the DB plan is not for everybody. Notice, you, you may not know, his name is Neil? Yeah, Neil. Neil, Neil he set the stage with a really good question. He said, I'm already, I would assume he's already doing his Roth IRA. He's already maxing out his 401k at work with the match. And then he's got a solo 401k. And then you get to the point of what next? That's when the DB plan comes in. Don't let any financial advisor try to sell you on the DB plan until you've been doing all the other items. It's kind of a domino approach. Let's get all these other dominoes falling down. You're on track then it's kind of like, Hey, I need to save some more taxes. I want to throw down some more money. That's when the DB plan comes in. So you hearing this, you might go, Oh my gosh, those sound crazy. I can put away a hundred grand. Yeah. The rich get richer this way, (laughs) but the rich got there by just doing the basics first. So it's cool. Many of you might work towards the DB plan, but don't start there. The second point I have is (laughs) <laughs> I bet you Neil's been sold this DB plan with a financial advisor at a big group like Fidelity, Merrill Lynch, Scott Trade, who knows, Morgan Stanley. And they're dying to get them to put hundred grand a year into a DB plan so they can freaking buy stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. Their commissions are going to be coming flying out their butt. And so the minute Neil says, oh, I want to do a DB plan and I want to self-direct it and buy an apartment building. They're gonna go, oh, you can't do that. No, oh, that's a bad idea. And they're gonna poop all over it because they're freaking Wall Street. So just know going in, and if you want to do Wall Street product, that's fine. But you're not stuck there. Do not let a financial advisor with their big ass fees tell you that you've got to take that DB plan and go down the Wall Street rabbit hole. You can you can do half in Wall Street, half in real estate. But right now with the dollar, the bank issues that are going on out there and the economy, maybe we should be investing in hard assets. Do you want to invest in gold, silver, notes, real estate, crypto, something that's not tied to the Wall Street machine and banks, big banks? That's your call. But just know that the DB plan can be self-directed and you've got to consider that, Neil. So I love where you're going. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I'm going to say amen to that. How are you? How you? Praise the Lord. All right. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Uh, Val asked a question, and I want to. I got to set this one straight because Val, I was like, oh no, I kind of don't love this question, but it's. Ugh, I gotta. I gotta set you straight. I want to make sure you hear this. So, um, Val asked in 2023, the yearly tax-free monetary gift limits were seventeen thousand per person. Is this free gifting amount? And the tax tax free if the funds come from a traditional self directed IRA, and then she puts them called checkbook LLC. Oh, yeah. Okay, Val. Bless your heart, Val. Do not do this. Okay, <laughs> you can gift money, and that is true. That you can give it up to seventeen grand a year per person to another individual, and there's no gift tax or anything like that. But you cannot gift from your IRA nor your IRA LLC. This is your IRA's money. The only way it comes out of the IRA is by a distribution to you. So if you want to do that, you can take a distribution to you. Now, this is traditional, so you'll pay tax on that. And then you can give it to someone if you want. But you can't bypass the distribution. Um, I wish it were so. I wish I had a strategy for that, Val. But I hope you haven't done this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I think for everybody out there, yeah,
1: Val's kind of sub subtle – She was trying to give us all the ways out here. (laughs) She kind of knew it was not a great question. Bless your heart, Val. Is that she goes, but it's a self-directed IRA. And it's in a self-directed LLC that I have checkbook control. Doesn't that make it easier? No. And this is a good reminder for all of you. Whether you have a regular IRA or an IRA LLC or a self-directed IRA, it's not like you get new rules. You get more investment options, but the rules are the same. So Val, whether you go out of it, you know, you can't gift from an IRA. You were just hoping, well, maybe if it's self-directed and I'm in a, a checkbook LLC, there's special rules. No, I wish we could say it so, but yeah. No. Okay. Any,
0: one, any final question? I got questions? one more. Yeah. Final one question. More. This okay. is from Jevin. Jevin says, I have a friend who is involved at the very ground stages of a tech startup. It appears to be very promising. However, the company is an S corp, which I know self-directed IRAs cannot invest in. Is there any type of scenario where a self-directed IRA could invest in an S-Corp, such as the IRA being a minority owner and a multi-member LLC with other non-disqualified people investing personally? Okay. Ooh,
1: lots of options lots. here. I yeah. love
0: this question, yeah, Jevin. Yeah, you got a lot of options, Kate. Okay. Now, Jevin, you want equity at the end of the day, I presume. You don't want to just loan the S-Corp money, which is one option. You could just be a lender to the S-Corp and get some interest in points. But this is a tech startup. It's probably pretty risky if you're going to risk it in a tech startup you want some equity. You want to like get, you know, if this is going to be, be next a player, Uber, you don't want yeah. to just get paid back 10% interest. You want this hundred X return. Okay. Now IRAs do not qualify as an S corporation shareholder. Neither do LLCs. So I don't like the LLC multi-member LLC strategy either, but what I do like, and I've done many times with clients is let's do a convertible note. Okay. Let's do a note where you lend the company money, but you can convert it to shares and have an option To purchase shares at a given price. What I've had clients do and use that is when they've had an investment go up, they don't exercise and buy the shares. They sell the, the IRA sells the option to someone else. See, because an IRA can have a note and a convertible note. Sometimes they're called warrants too. There's another way to do it. And that doesn't violate the rules because you never become a shareholder, but you have a right to the shares of the company at a certain purchase price which is in of itself the same thing because that's just as valuable as owning the shares is the right to purchase the shares, and then you sell it to someone else later. Okay, now that's option A, which could be a great option.
1: Um, I like here, here's option B. Who in the hell is starting a tech company as an S corp raising capital? That is an asinine, stupid idea. And so, some lawyer has jacked up your friend or whoever this in, this genius is they should be doing the tech startup as an llc anyway because the the managing partner or the inventor or the brainiac behind this idea i want them to be an s corp mm. but i don't want the capital company the one that's really going to blow up in the future it should be an llc anyway hell it might even be a c corp down the route down the road and and um sell shares and, and do Which an a offer. lot of
0: tech startups do. They go from LLC and they convert to C corp later. Once they're going to really go on a public and market raise capital. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So whoever the idiot is, is trying to raise money in their S corp. And I'm sorry, you can share this podcast with him. I'm not trying to be <laughs> rude. I'm trying to tell you that the S corp owner here is getting bad advice. They really yeah. need to talk to a tax advisor. Some lawyer out there is trying to shoehorn this together for him. So, This is something any of our 12 tax lawyers at our office could do a consult, pay for an hour. Holy hell. If these guys think they're going to make a hundred million dollars, they can afford an hour. And if they want your money, grab them by the ear and say, I need you to do an hour with this tax lawyer group. This legit that's helped clients nationwide, send them our podcast and say, do an hour and go, let's think about launching your tech startup as an LLC. Keep your S corp, take your ownership as an S corp. But me, I want my ownership in my IRA, and it's going to open the door for you to go out and raise capital with other retirement accounts. The owner of this S-Corp
0: is getting bad advice. That's what I think. Yeah. And by the way, that amazing law firm is KQS Lawyers. You can find it at kqslawyers.com, <laughs> Uh proud sponsor of today's show. Um, but yeah, that's that's all we got for today. So um, if you were like, man, why didn't you guys cover this topic or that topic? Well, you didn't ask. Go to directir.com slash podcast. We'll cover it next time. So throw in your questions there. We love hearing what's going on, what questions people have. And of course, we'll be back next week with another amazing episode of the Directed IRA podcast. Until then, stay calm. Self-direct on.